Lord, we thank you today. God of the breakthrough, God of signs and wonders, miracles, God of great power. There is no one like you, Lord, in your strength and your power today. Father, we just submit to the voice of the Lord. As Rich said, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord can break things. The voice of the Lord can heal things. The voice of the Lord can restore things. If there's anybody in this room that has doubt or unbelief, the Lord is able to restore today, to give you your faith back, to give you your belief back. So, Lord, we thank you today that you are the restorer of all things. We declare Joel chapter 1, chapter 2. Lord, that you are the restorer, that you are restoring, that there is right now a pouring out of your spirit that will release something fresh, something new into your soul and your spirit. There are so many people right now who are discouraged. And I speak over you that you will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not be faint. You will not be discouraged. You will not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We declare that now. That from this day forward, from this moment forward, we will, we will walk in knowing, in the knowledge, and in the understanding that the Lord is with us wherever we go. Wherever we go, in any phone conversation, any text message, any Facebook, I don't care, whatever. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So be not dismayed or be not discouraged today. I just want you to just lift your hands and just receive that now. The Lord, he is with you. He is with you. He is with you in every moment and every season. We pray for your family members. We pray for any lost loved ones who are outside of the kingdom of God. We declare today that there will be a turnaround for your family today in the name of Jesus. We declare that in this atmosphere, in this moment, right now. The Lord your God is with you. The Lord your God is with you. Be not dismayed or discouraged today. We take on the Spirit of God. And Lord, put us on like a glove, like, like Gideon. Like you put him on like a glove. Lord, put us on in your strength and your power today. That signs and wonders today would be done. Healing would come. Miracles would come. In Jesus' name. Let's all shout amen. Amen, amen and amen. Well, turn to someone and say, God is with you wherever you go. And have a seat for a moment. Have a seat for a moment, and we're going to do something a little bit different this morning. Um, I have a little frog in my throat. <clears> I <throat> sang for a while there. Anyway, it's good. How we appreciate this worship team and just coming into the presence of the Lord this morning. We really felt like it was important to take some extra time and just linger and receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not of talk or words, but it is of his power. It is his power. And what I really want us to do this morning, I'm not going to spend time just giving some long message or word or anything. I, I really feel impressed that we should come today to get a new infusion of faith for miracles. I believe that. I really believe that. I, I really believe what we need in the body of Christ is a supercharge. It's like getting a, a jump start in our spirit for believing God for miracles, for great and awesome things. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I mean, I believe Jesus. He said it. 
He said it. If you believe, you will see the glory. You will see his kingdom. You will see his power at work. You will see things happen. And we are believing for that today. Um, so I've got a, we've got a couple of, I've got, I think, hopefully a couple testimonies um, that the Lord is doing. Now, did you get my text in the back? Is that okay? All right. All right. That's good. Um, I'm going to ask Tina to come up. We've got a couple of testimonies. I just want to kind of hover around. Is that okay this morning? I'm going to hover around what the Lord is doing. Look what the Lord has done. And Rich, if you don't mind grabbing a mic for Tina, come on up here, Tina. Cortez. How many know Tina? Woohoo! Come on up here. She has a testimony that, she, that I asked her. She shared with me last, um, a few weeks ago. And I wanted to ask her to share it this morning because I really believe our faith needs a supercharge. And go to the next level. So let this testimony, let this word kind of just encourage you today. And just share briefly what the Lord did for you. I know, I know you're excited. She was so beaming with excitement when the Lord <laughs> did this for her. Go yes, share yes, I was. I was. Um, good morning. Um, I'm, I'm really hope this encourages you. Um, just a little bit. There we go. There um, back in, I don't know, September, I was worshiping and Michael was, uh, calling out, we were in prayer and he was calling out different things, ailments and infirmities and different things. And so I was engaged and I was praying and, um, I just love the atmosphere here. Um, I love uh, the the healing atmosphere, the worship atmosphere, and so so many things about um, this is so miraculous to me. But I was stepping in and I was engaged for those that I know that were battling with the different things that Michael was talking about. So I was like standing in, standing in, standing in, and all of a sudden, he said something that um, he said. If anyone is out there, Lord is healing um, cysts and he's healing tumors in your body. And I was still praying about the first thing that he was talking about. And the next thing I know was like, oh, I, you know what? I've got that. I have that in my body. And I was like, the reason why is because it's been there for 20 years and it's, in, it's on my back. And so I've never, I don't even see it and it doesn't hurt and I don't think about it. But all of a sudden, the Lord's like, oh, you know, this is on your back. And I was like, yeah, it is. So I thought, wow, this is great. Heal it, Lord. Thank you. So a couple of months went by, and now we're into November. And in November, again, where I'm engaged in prayer and praying and listening. And again, Michael says, Lord's healing cysts. He's healing tumors. And I was like, wow. And right when he said that, I felt in my soul a quickening. Uh, I felt my faith ignite, and I was like, that was a really strange manifestation for me. I was like, whoa, some spark in there. So I was um, thought, wow, that's great. That's awesome. I receive it. I went home, and I don't feel it. It had no pain. It was quite large. It was protruding out of my back. So if anyone could look at me, they would see that it was protruding out of my back. And um, probably like the size of hard as a golf ball, but, you know, large. And um, anyway, um, I went home. I sleep on my back. So I'm at home and I'm sleeping. And it's never hurt me. I've never felt it. And all of a sudden, a couple of days goes by, or it starts hurting. I was like, oh, I woke up in the morning. I'm like, oh, my goodness, it hurts. It hurts. And I said, Lord, now I have to go see a doctor. I've seen doctors throughout the years, and they said, oh, you know, we can cut it out. But if it doesn't hurt you, just leave it. And again, like I said, I don't see it. It's on my back. So 
it's hurting me. And I'm thinking, okay, so I go take a mirror, I'm looking in there, and it's changing. It doesn't look like flesh anymore. It's starting to change colors. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And um, the next thing I know, he, bring, he, he, he starts to soften it. It gets softer. And then he puts a hole in the top of it. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then from the top of this hole, he puts another hole on the bottom. So like if you're going to pop a water bottle or what, you know, a can to pour it out, you'll pop here and you'll pop here. Well, this is what the Lord did. It's amazing. He popped a hole on the top, popped a hole on the bottom, and started to drain it out of my body. Now, I was thinking it was going to absorb back when I first thought about the healing. I'm like, ooh, it's just going to disappear. No, no, no. It came out of my body. It came out. But it took about two and a half weeks and it came completely out. Now, you can look at the back of my back, and you can see a spot on the top and a spot on the bottom where um, the skin is healing from the uh, openings that the Lord made. But um, it was quite miraculous. It was quite miraculous. And, it, and I just think, yeah, it wasn't even something I was thinking about, but I was so excited about it because I've been, the Lord's been doing a work in my soul about things. And so this wasn't something that I was asking him for, but all of a sudden there it was. And he was doing this work and he was taking it out. But it's a physical manifestation. It's a physical manifestation of the healing that was taking place in my soul. And so I just give him all the praise and the glory and the honor. And I thank our God, the great physician, because he knows how to do it. He knows what we need. And it's just so miraculous. And thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Let's give the Lord praise for that. How the Lord, out of nowhere, is just performing surgery on her body. That is supernatural. That is the stuff the Lord wants to do, that kind of stuff. And so let your faith be encouraged by it. And I've got another testimony that I have a scripture to go with it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this scripture with you and have a testimony alongside of it. Because, again, I believe that the Lord has a supernatural plan for us that we can get into alignment with have the understanding for. It's like Rich said, getting our head into the supernatural game, getting our understanding and revelation in his perspective. And if you could turn in your Bibles, if you uh, have your Bible, your iPhone, your iPad, your whatever device, watching online, you can turn. Um, and go to Exodus 14, and we're going to um, just look at the miracle at the Red Sea uh, for a moment. And just kind of hover on that. I'm just going to read and share a couple of observations prophetically. Because I am in belief that we are right there at that Red Sea miracle. For in many different perspectives for a lot of us. And for some of you and your family, you might be right there at that Red Sea moment where you need the Lord to cause a great miracle. But um, uh, a few days ago, I was, um, uh, Mary and I have a friend, some friends of ours. Um, where uh, one of the family members was in the hospital. They were out of town, and um, suddenly this person had to go to the hospital. It was part of the family, and it was way far away from where they live, and it was a real dire situation, very difficult situation. Um, and, you know, Mary asked 
that I'd called uh, this person in the hospital, and um, they needed a breakthrough to happen so that they could leave the hospital to get with their family, to get back home where all of the normal doctors and medicine and all the normal things are. And as I was um, really praying into this, we knew it was a very critical situation, and it could be a very bad situation. This family was very disturbed, very much uh, dealing with this scenario. And as I was praying before I called him to pray, the Lord said, the Lord, he said basically this, I will make a way through the Red Sea. Say, God will make a way. And I, I, I just, I felt it. It was like, it's like these people needed God to make a way. And the Lord said, I will make a way. It's really that simple. It's a simple perspective. He says it. He's going to do it. And so I, I just said, okay, Lord, we're just going to call. We're going to agree. We're going to pray. And um, I called the person up. He said, if I could, and they, they said, you know, if I could just do, have this one thing happen. You know, Pastor Mahesh has a saying uh, many times is, uh, we sometimes look at the little things, but God has a big picture. He has a big picture. And as we look at things, we should look from God's big picture, not focus on some of the small little things or the little, you know, Egyptian armies that might kind of try to come at us, but, but focus on the big picture. Focus on what the Lord is doing in the big. And I, I really felt like as we began to pray, I said to this person, I said, you know, I really believe, I don't know where you stand right now and believe for this thing, but I believe that the Lord's going to work a miracle for you and make a way for you and your family, just like he did for the children of Israel, just like he did for them at the Red Sea. And the perspective for them, the children of the Red Sea, was, oh, hey, we're all going to die. This is, this is, there's no way. There is literally no way. And it was almost like the Lord set them up. And you see in, in Exodus 14, um, the Lord sets them up and has them camp right there at the sea. Like, let's just get you right to the point where that breakthrough needs to happen. Um, and then the Lord says, he says to Moses, and if you look at verse uh, 4, it says, Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them, the children of Israel, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army so that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And that was the Lord's big picture thing, to gain honor over his enemies and I want to give us hope and faith today. I, I'm, I'm speaking to you and to every situation, whatever you're facing in your life today. The Lord's going to gain honor. He is the king of glory. He is the creator. He is the one who over every, triumphed over every sin, every sickness, and put everything, all of that stuff on display at the cross. Put it on himself so that we could have the victory of the Lord. So he's gaining honor over Pharaoh. He's gaining honor over every spirit of Pharaoh. And you see the king of Egypt, verse 5, he's, he figures out, oh yeah, you know, all of these servants of ours, they're gone. We got to go get them back. You know, why, why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. That's the end of verse 5. So he made ready his chariot. He said, get my chariot, get my people. Let's Let's get the armies together. He took 600 chariots and he said, let's go get them. And it says, verse 8, the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. 
And, and he pursued the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with boldness. I want to make this observation this morning in that spirit of Pharaoh, that it's a picture for us and, and a, a lesson and understanding that evil is relentless. The enemy will not give up until he has taken out the people, taken out the church. The church is the pillar and ground of the truth. The Lord wants to, t- the, the Lord wants to come and conquer him, but he, the enemy, is relentless. And so any, any uh, trace of that enemy is relentless and pursues and, se- and tries to get self-satisfaction in that scenario. Anything that is anti-God is anti-good. Anything that is anti-Christ is anti-God, is anti-what is good, what is righteous, what is holy before the Lord. The church of Jesus is holy. There is real evil. There are real evil spirits at work right now. There is real things that are trying to overcome us and our families. There is real discouragement. There is real depression. There is real stuff that will, will give us fatigue, that will tire us, that will wear us down. That's what the enemy wants to do is to wear us down and wear us out. And there are things happening right now that, you know, are real sinful things, real things that are not of God that, you know, like Rich said on Friday, it's just, you know, mental health issue or particular things like that. Like the person that went to the synagogue and tried to recently in Texas. That is an antichrist spirit that wants to come against God's people. And it's evil and it's relentless. In Romans chapter 1, it talks about how God gave over that spirit. Like the Pharaoh's heart, he was, became a debased mind, became a calloused heart and a callous spirit. And so he pursued uh, them, all the chariots, all the horsemen pursued them. And then, verse 10, when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the bad guys come. The chariots, the horsemen, that relentless spirit, the spirit of the devourer that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, that wants to break the church, that wants to break our spirits, that wants, that enemy is trying to come. So they cried out to the Lord. They cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up to Egypt? Is this not the word, the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone, leave us alone, don't get us out of here so we can just serve the Egyptians? It would be better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Now, that's a real twisted perspective, and that's a, a mind that is in the natural but not in the spiritual plan of the Lord. The Lord has a supernatural plan. And then Moses, it's just like he says right away to the people, verse 13, this is God's supernatural plan. So let you guys know, do not be afraid. Fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Don't get involved with God's supernatural plan that he has at work. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, when pastors use that word this year, a couple of times, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. And so be infused today to not get your perspective and understanding outside of the supernatural plan. Say, get in the plan. God has a plan. God has a breakthrough. So don't be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which will, he will accomplish for you today. 
For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Talk about the word of faith. I'm going to read that again. I want you to see this. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. It's like, you know, you might have that growth on your body, but you're going to see that anymore. It's going to be gone. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. That means, well, shut your trap. Something to that effect, right? Be silent and be still and know that God is God. And have that perspective. Then the Lord said to Moses, the, it's just very interesting. It's like the, Moses had this statement of faith, and then the Lord says immediately to Moses, why do you cry to me? Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go. Let's stop this conversation. Let's stop even having this dialogue. Just go ahead and go. Uh, but lift your rod. Here's the, what you need to do. This is the plan. Moses, lift your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. So that's the plan. That's how God is going to make the way. So God has a plan. He has a strategy. And we have that effort and that execution that can come together to align with that stuff. And the effort and execution term is very interesting to me because over the last couple of years now, well, at least a couple of years, year and a half, I started coaching sports. It was something I thought I'd never do. I was not an athlete growing up. I was a musician. I was down with music. I could barely throw a ball great, you know, from the baseball in the outfield and all that kind of stuff. I did baseball and all that stuff. I just wasn't a good, I was a great athlete. But I appreciate sport and all that stuff. And suddenly kind of things happened a couple years ago. It was like, we need coaches. We need coaches. I was like, well, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll try this out. And I started coaching basketball. I had no idea what I was doing. I watched every YouTube video you could find on basketball coaching. I downloaded a whole binder worth of basketball material to figure out how to even do this. And I remember the first game. I was coaching Ethan's team. The first game, I was amazed on how fast basketball actually is in person. Like, the game started, and they're running, running, running back and forth. People are scoring, and people are scoring on us like a lot of points. You know, and I was like a deer in the headlights. I had no idea. Like, I think I even messed up my first phrase of the team at timeout or huddle or whatever. I said, I want you guys to take the ball down the field. And I was like, oh, not a field, field. court, court, court. Not field. It's a court. This is basketball court. Okay. Like, I was like a deer in the headlights. I didn't know what was going on. And the Lord started, it's like the Lord started teaching me on how to coach from my heart, not from my head, and to get an understanding of what his plan, literally, like, just seek him, get the plan. And I started saying to the guys, I said, let's, let's work on our effort and our execution. Like, here's the plan, but if we work on our effort... And I had some teams later that were great at effort, but working on the execution, or working on the execution, but the effort. Like, if we can get both of those things in place, we're going to have the victory. And I want to encourage you guys today in this word that God gave Moses a plan, and we saw Moses execute that plan with complete effort and execution. 
to see God's purposes. And Jesus, it's one other example. Jesus, um, I think it was in, in Luke 6 and also in Mark 3. Jesus came to the synagogue to teach, and there was a man there with a withered hand, right? And he sees this, and the compassion's flowing, and he understands that he, he's the healer. He's the Son of God. I can heal, and it's the Sabbath. But you see the Pharisees, the religious dudes, the guys that really, you know, exemplify not the spiritual plan, but this natural, systematic, religious spirit, right? Why is he even healing on the Sabbath? What is going on with Jesus? Why? They, they thought, and it's interesting, it says in that scripture, Jesus knew their thoughts. He knew what they were thinking about. They weren't even kind of mumbling, grumbling. Like he just knew. And, and in that spirit of discernment, I'm going to tell you, because that supernatural plan discerned the natural mind in that context and said, there's that doubt, there's that unbelief around me. There's that religious spirit coming. And, you know, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Should we just kill people or let them live? And that was kind of Jesus's, you know, perspective on it. We should heal. If people are sick, we should heal. And I'm, I'm, saying, I'm speaking this to all of us today. For your loved ones and for your family, if you've got anybody in the hospital, anybody sick today, anything that is happening, the Lord has a plan. His desire is to heal, to save, and to deliver. This is the word of God, and if we follow the plan and we go into his plan, and I'm going to tell you, some of his plan is for us to praise, for us to set an atmosphere of thanksgiving, not a negative atmosphere, but an atmosphere like what we set when we come into this house together. We come into this house because the Lord's gathered us together, and we forsake not the assembly. But when we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we go to his courts with praise, we are stepping into the supernatural spirit of God, and we are partnering with the plan of the Holy Spirit. So set that atmosphere. And when I called that person and they said, all I, I need to do, I just need to do this one thing. If this one thing can happen. And I said to him, I said, that is the big picture. That's what the Lord's going to do. And you don't give up. Do not give up to pursue God's miracle in this spot. And you stand by faith because the Lord will make a way where there seems to be no way. God will do it. So we know in the story, Moses stretched out his hand. Things happen, right? The Lord caused the sea to move. And the Israel went forth. And I want to tell you, I want to look at uh, the end of the chapter and just kind of close out with this, and then we're going to pray. We're going to pray for healing today. We're going to take communion, and we're going to agree for God's breakthrough. And we're going to step into that supernatural plan today. We're going to step into the word of the Lord. Um, and then we're also going to declare a scripture together um, and just believe that the Lord has got us in his hand today. Uh, I'll, I'll read verse 27 on. I want you to read with me and just let this sink in your, into your spirit with whatever, whatever Red Sea experience you are in today. If you're watching online, you might be in a Red Sea moment. I think, I believe, too, this is for the church uh, in America right now. Like, there's an evil pursuing the church, and we are at this Red Sea moment, and God has a supernatural plan for us to walk through. So Moses Verse 27, stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, 
I love that it's at the morning. You know, weeping comes in the night, but joy comes in the morning. The Lord has a morning, like the springtime coming. And I'm not a big fan of winter, so I don't like the cold and snow. So I like it warm, baby. I like to get into the sun in the morning where the sun is out and it's beautiful. And that's the springtime is coming, praise God. The morning appeared and the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing. So the enemy was there. And it, it says before that that the, chari- the Lord even took their chariot wheels, pulled off the chariot wheels. So that literally they were just like, you know, like there's no wheels. They're just spinning out of control. There's chaos and confusion in the enemy's camp. And it's like the Lord says, stretch your hand again. And as he stretched his hand, waters came over the enemy, completely subdued. He gained his honor over the enemy. Then the waters returned to cover the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh. Not so much as one of them remained, but the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea. And the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel. Say, saved Israel. We thank you, Lord, today that you are our salvation. I just want to say that. God is our salvation. He is our present help. He is our ever-present help in a time of trouble. God is our salvation. And we say, Hosanna, today. Save, O God. You are God of salvation. The Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Saw them dead. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt, so the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Then Moses and the children of Israel, verse 15, I'm sorry, chapter 15, sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father is God, and I will exalt him. Then, later on, in that chapter of, 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 15, of 15, it says, it talks later about the, the waters that were bitter, making sweet. And I just want to declare this scripture over you. It says, verse 26, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. And so we thank you, Lord, for your healing. And I just want to say, when I declared that scripture over this person, and we had many others that were praying, um, we got a text the next morning that the recovery that this person experienced was like nothing the doctors had ever seen. And they said, hey, we are coming home. We were able to come home because the Lord, and it said, literally, the progression was like nothing the doctors had ever saw. Overnight. Overnight, and morning came, the Lord brought a breakthrough. And the Lord brought a breakthrough. And today, the Lord is bringing a breakthrough. The Lord is bringing a breakthrough. Overnight, there are miracles. There is healing. There is, there is breakthrough today. And anything that, the, that you are at in a Red Sea experience in your life today. So let's stand to the let's stand right now, and what we're going to do, and I'd like to ask Ed uh, in the tech arts to help with this too. 
Friday night, there was such an anointed flow, and it was one of those things that when you step into the supernatural spiritual plan of God, you know, like we come a lot of times at the watch. I encourage you to come Friday nights, the watch of the Lord, which is our Friday night. Uh, We call it date night with Jesus, but it's our time of prayer and worship, and we spend a lot of time in worship and prayer and just interceding for our country and for many various needs, and we were praying and we had this, you know, planned agenda. It was about inflation and the economy. And we began to sing. And it was like the Lord started to highlight Psalm 23. Psalm 23. It was like almost like a banner over the room. And we, we knew, like, we needed to do something with this. <laughs> we needed to take this into action. And, uh, and it was supernatural. And it was really with the concerns when you talk about the economy. And we're, we're in the midst of a 40-day fast right now. We're praying for the economy. We're praying for the nations. We're praying for your family, your economy, your personal economy, and any breakthrough that you need in that area. All of this stuff. So you got all of this swirling Egyptian stuff going on in our culture right now. But it was like the Lord said, just rest in me. Be still and be silent and know that I'm God in the midst of it, in your life. And so we just, we took each scripture and declared it. And just in that spirit from the watch, I really feel like we should declare Psalm 23 together and let it be like a medicine bottle for you today. Let it be like uh, taking your dose of medicine. I encourage you to take scripture and, and you can do this at home each day. But um, the Lord wants to minister to our soul, to our spirit, and to our body, the full package. So let's just lift our hands to the Lord. And, and Lord, I pray as we declare this scripture together and as we declare Psalm 23, um, Lord, I pray that you would minister to hearts and souls today. And we're going to sing after we, we, after we declare it. We are going to sing the song, uh, The Goodness of God. And if you go ahead and switch to that key in a moment. But um, we're going to sing the song, Goodness of God, because there's a part in there that says, your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is running after me. And, and as we're saying, Lord, bring a breakthrough and a Red Sea miracle Lord, we also thank you that your goodness, your mercy shall follow us all the days, that your goodness is running after us and that we will not be discouraged or dismayed. But Lord, we say today that you are our salvation. And so we thank you, Lord, for that. Your goodness is running after. So we'll sing that after we declare the scripture. And and what we'll do is let's put it on the screen and um, I'll just say a line and you repeat after me, okay? And let's declare it together. Those of you watching online, maybe just stand up where you are. Lift your hands. It's like Moses at the Red Sea. Just stretch out your hand. Get your rod of salvation of the Lord right where you are. All of you in this room together today, we are not going to be dismayed. We are going to stand by faith. And we're going to declare these things and know that he sets a table before us. And that what's on your table today? It's like what's in your wallet? What's on your table What do you need the Lord to do today? What do you need him to do? Take your mustard seed of faith. Take your faith to the Lord, and he will answer. He has a supernatural plan. So let's say it together. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now come on, let's give the Lord a shout right now.